Hi, and welcome to All Things Cozy with Matt and Jillian. We are a bi-weekly podcast about everything that is warm, soft, and comforting. This week on All Things Cozy, we're pinching our pennies to see how cheaply we can decorate a room for the fall season. From paper decorations to Dollar Tree finds, we'll review the ways you can give your space an autumnal feeling without breaking the bank. But before we crunch the leaves and the numbers, it's time for Cozy in the News. Julian, what cozy news is coming across your desk today? Well, my news piece is about a man with a dream and a big old pumpkin named Berta. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I had seen this story, and I'll be honest, my first thought was, why, why is he doing this? Um, but basically, the story follows Dwayne Hansen from Nebraska, who broke the Guinness Book of World Records when he sailed for 38 miles down the Missouri River in an 846-pound pumpkin boat being the previous record of 25 miles. And so, you know, people break Guinness World Records all the time. And so it had slipped by me. But then I went in and I read the article. And this man, Dwayne, is a colorful character with a lot of heart. And that's why I found it um, super cozy. He came up with the dream when he attended a giant pumpkin growing seminar in Oregon 10 years ago, which is amazing in and of itself. And so when he noticed one of his pumpkins 10 years later, lovingly dubbed Berta, had a growth rate of 15 pounds per day, which I'm struggling to do the math on or envision. (laughs) Um, He decided that was his opening and he carved out the pumpkin. He tested it out in a cement uh, hot tub that he made himself because he needed to see where the top would be of the of the Mm. pumpkin. So he knew where to sit. And he said, you know, I didn't attend college, but I understand physics and hats off to you because I, I i wouldn't i would die in the pumpkin um, you attended college and don't miles understand in. physics so. i do not exactly so hats off to him he it t- actually took a lot of planning and prep and science and all that good stuff to break this record so that's why it's extra cozy um all the hard work that he put in and he started the trip the day after his 60th birthday and he has a support boat that followed him along full of family and friends following him and my favorite part of the story was he was enjoying beers throughout the 12-hour journey. So congrats, Dwayne and, and Berta, too, because Berta, you know, can't forget the pumpkin who made it all happen. <laughs> this is really inspiring. I, I love this story start to finish. The photos yeah. are incredible. We'll link so the article good. in the show notes. You can take a look at uh, the SS Berta, which he has written in Sharpie on the back of the pumpkin. <laughs> so you can see him paddling down the river in a, in a, in a pumpkin. And it's incredible because it looks like over the garden wall, there's a mouse Halloween in a pumpkin. Town. Yeah, like <laughs> floating down the river. It's very whimsical and extremely cozy. This is a great find. Yeah, and I, I don't know if it's the heat wave or whatnot, but I was near tears towards the end of the article when he said that everyone was cheering for him at the end of hundreds of people when he reached his destination. He just man with a dream and a big pumpkin, 10 years in the making. Even just transporting an 846-pound pumpkin <laughs> is insane. He had to transport this on a giant mattress, like in a boat. <laughs> Go, Dwayne. My cozy news item is also fall-themed, and this one is more of a community effort, and it's about the Brinklow Scarecrow Festival. 
Since 2015, residents of the English village Brinklow compete in an annual Scarecrow Festival to raise funds for local community programs and facilities. This year, residents created 82 scarecrows depicting favorites like Minions, Mr. Bean, Shrek, and my personal favorite, a box of Scarola crayons, like Crayola crayons. <laughs> and if you see the photos, they're in the article, also linked in our show notes. It's a, it's a box of crayons, like made out of straw. <laughs> they have a trail like that you can go and, and like, you know, follow a map to, to go through the village and see everyone who has put out scarecrows in front of their house and, or in different areas of the town. So it's a really cute community effort to raise funds for their local programs and buildings, you know, keep those community things alive. By the time this episode is released, the festivities will unfortunately be over. But if you're crazy for scarecrows, you can mark your calendars and take a trip out to Brinklow to enjoy the Scarecrow Festival. This is so adorable. I love the E.T. Scarecrow. Yeah, a lot of it is pop culture inspired. And these people are, you know, they're very talented. There's a lot of heart put into these scarecrows and many days and hours putting together. A lot of it is like just the, the hay plus chicken wire to make the shapes of the scarecrows, but whether they're your traditional scarecrows or pop culture references like minions, they're all very, very cute. And it's the first time it's come back in three years since the pandemic. That's right. Yeah. They had to pause because of COVID and yeah, but they're back and, and we're very grateful that they are very cozy. Very cozy. I love that. So before we dive into our main topic, we do want to share again that We are kicking off our new season with brand new tiers and rewards for our patrons, including in All Things Cozy First, exclusive bonus episodes. Mm -hmm. Those episodes will be themed around our book club. So every Mm -hmm. month we're reading a book. This month we're reading Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. We hope our patrons who are in the book club will read along with us. And that episode will be coming out very shortly in about a week after this episode drops. And that will be only available for are patrons who contribute at a $5 per month or higher. Um, so we hope you'll consider, if you're able, to join our Patreon. We have three new tiers. The first is our Tea Light tier, and that's for patrons who contribute $2 per month, and you'll get an All Things Cozy magnet, an All Things Cozy sticker, and a personalized card from Julian and myself. As we said, at the $5 level and above, you're at the votive level, and that's when you get access to our All Things Cozy book club, and those exclusive episodes will make one per month. And finally, uh, patrons who contribute $10 per month get all of that. There are pillars at the pillar tier. Plus, they get our first ever merch item, <laughs> our All Things Cozy fall-themed mug. I guess the stickers and magnets are merch, but we're really, you can actually yeah, like- up in the game. Drink a beverage. You can drink a beverage. I don't know why that was like, it's <laughs> <laughs> so much more important. <laughs> There is a Patreon requirement that you have to have like three months. You have to pay, like be at that level for three months before they ship it because Patreon fulfills it and makes the we mug didn't itself. Do it. so that's not us. <laughs> <laughs> if it were up to us, you'd get that mug the first month mm-hmm. that you contribute. So, but that's just the rules that they have. And on one side of it, it's the our little cat mascot and a swirl of autumn leaves. On the other side, it's uh, our logo or like the name of our show. Super cozy. We're only going to have that mug available for this current season, and then we're going to switch it up. But your support and contributions inspired us to up our game. So before we had it so that it was contribute whatever you could, or, you know, it was completely open. We didn't have tiers or anything. And 
Julian and I were like, we can do more for our supporters than a couple, you know, a magnet and a sticker and a thank you. So let's finally do the the exclusive episodes. Let's get some merch in, in, in the game here. So we're grateful for all our listeners, whether or not you support us on Patreon. Like we're, <laughs> we can't, <laughs> if you're like so grateful beyond belief that anyone listens to the show. Yeah, I'm still shocked. Let alone supports it. But yeah, thank you for motivating us. It's keeping us, you know, it's pushing us to create even more content and try some other special stuff. So um, we're excited about what we can do this year with that support and wanted to give back to our community via these levels. We do want to remind our, our listeners too, or our patrons, if you contributed before, make sure you go and update your tier because you will unlock these only if you specifically click on the button to join the tier. So just make sure you go ahead and join in so that Patreon will ship you your mug that you deserve and you've earned that. <laughs> If you're interested in joining our Patreon, you can join at patreon.com slash allthingscozy and stay up to date by following our social media at allthingscozypodcast on Instagram, Facebook. And if you really are on Twitter and want to engage there, I'm at, on Twitter at pivovarchek, at P-E-E-V-O-V-A-R-C-H-E-C-K. All right. That's our little Patreon plug. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to that. <laughs> Let's start raking in the leaves in a way that we don't have to be raking in the dough to <laughs> decorate. Well, to set the scene, we were having our All Things Cozy meeting. I believe it was our first one where we sat down together, had a bunch of cozy snacks, and plotted out the season. And we were thinking what we could do for fall because, let's be honest, we've exhausted a lot of avenues. I think we did the commercial fall thing last year, going to the mall and the fall trends. Before that, I believe we did some spiritual, witchy kind of fall deep dive. And we were, mm -hmm. you know, praying to the moon. I don't know what we were doing. But we're doing I kind of want to put together like a super playlist of all of our fall episodes. Because at this oh, point, we have quite the collection. We do. Yeah, that'd be cool to look back on it. So as you can imagine, we were strapped for ideas and perhaps <laughs> strapped for cash. Because <laughs> we decided to do fall on a budget. That'd be really cool. You know, we could try and decorate one room of the house. We decided not to do the bathroom. That'd be weird. And try and decorate it for $40 as a maximum budget. Don't say it's weird because you might get to next year, like the fall bathroom decorating episode. And honestly, I wish we had. <laughs> it would have been cheaper. I think listeners want to see our bathrooms. Well, <laughs> you know how I feel about bathroom talk and all that stuff. <laughs> Jane's already, the, she's like holding back vomit. No fall magazines in my bathroom. Yeah, we decided to cap it at 40. And we even threw around the idea of having a competition that'd be user user voted. I mean, sorry, fan voted or cozy yeah. voted, whatever you want to say. And so we, we, we went at it. Had we kind of <laughs> fell on our faces. Well, I wouldn't say that. Or blew I our loathes. <laughs> I wouldn't say that either. Initially, as Jillian said, $40 was the budget. We were like... A nice even spot. It felt realistic to decorate a room for 40 while also being kind of manageable. And we were like, even that we're kind of like, this doesn't feel like the cheapest of the cheap. I mean, we, it gave us some wiggle room to work with. And anyway, we both went out there and spent over 40 cause it was, <laughs> it was like, I guess we have expensive taste or something. Cause I just think I wasn't thinking clearly. I, I started off really well and I was so proud of myself. I agree with you. I think for me, it really wasn't that $40 isn't enough. It's mm -hmm. that I, misspent like half my budget so we'll talk about that yeah. <laughs> that was the concept that was the idea yeah julian start us off how did you approach 
this decorating idea and how did you try to use up your budget to decorate an entire room? Well, I started off with the idea of like a, a field, fall field theme, uh, wheat, greens, gold. That was the vision I had because uh, I wanted to do something different than I had in the past. And last mm-hmm. year for our fall trends, I went heavy on the orange and the pumpkin mm. and the glitter and stuff. So I wanted it to be a little bit more serene. Thinking of what's that song with Sting where he fields of barley or fields of gold or something? Yeah, yeah. After my, so I was I imagining. Think it's called Fields of Gold. I, I think Fields of Gold. That. Yeah, because yeah, he's singing in the Fields of Bali. And I think the song is Fields <laughs> of Gold. <laughs> is he a pirate now? Like, that's your sting voice? <laughs> no, but that was my vision. And so when I went to the Dollar Tree, which is the first store I went to on Long Island because I was in town and hit up that Dollar Tree, I was very impressed with the selection. And I started to go for basics. So build up from there because they had a lot of cute pre-made decorations but I thought to myself I don't want to just buy a lot of stuff and not have it be in a theme so I stuck with my base basics and didn't spend a lot of money only spent $6.95 so I got these gold and brown glitter balls which I put in this glass big glass jar and then I got the some wheat wheat spray would you call it it's that plastic Mm -hmm. You know, we, whatever. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that kind of faux floral spray that you put into, you can you can pop it into a, a pot of plant or a vase or a, a jar like you did. Yeah, and then I got some green ribbon, which we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, some white pumpkin picks, so these skewers with some cute washed out white color pumpkins. Mm-hmm. And then this orange pumpkin napkin holder that you can write a message on. So my plan was to buy these markers I could wash off but that it looked really bad when I did that I was going to write all things cozy fall or some cute message so that didn't work out so I just printed out our fall mascot and taped it on <laughs> I think it looks cute but um, and, cute, then I, yeah. and then by the end of it I couldn't afford to buy napkins so maybe in the future <laughs> but that's a long story but basically the Dollar Tree is great for basics they rival I would say a place like Michael's or Joanne Fabrics where you could probably spend six dollars you know, total on just the spray when at the right. dollar tree, you can get it for, you know, obviously a dollar and, and have buy up to your heart's content. You could buy $20 worth of spray or little knickknacks. And, and so I really recommend going to the dollar tree. They've upped their game big time. So that, that was my first stop. What was your first stop? My first stop was at Michael's. I just knew that they would have what I wanted when it came to some of the essential items I had for the vision of like the room I wanted to complete. And I wanted to go for a witchy autumnal feeling Mm -hmm. and to maybe paint a better picture last year, magic, the gathering, the the card game I really like to play came out with kind of a Halloweeny kind of set. A lot of the, so so your inspiration was fields of gold by sting. My inspiration (laughs) was like this midnight hunt game set where the witches in the game and the art, they were like kind of covered in fall leaves and candles. Mm-hmm. And so it's this mixture of like dry leaves and candles burning that is so magical looking and an incredible fire hazard. Like you can't do that in real life. The mm-hmm. fantasy of those two things together. I really loved the way it looked and also the, the impracticality of it, right? And I had um, already 
because it was a gift from my mom for Christmas, electric candles that I could put Mm -hmm. in a display with like fall leaves and mix them in without worrying about burning my whole apartment down. So (laughs) that was the kind of the, the goal here. A lot of my decorations are Halloween themed. So I really liked this as a challenge to keep it harvest. Yes. The harvest decorations were the focus. We're not looking at Halloween quite yet. And even for me, it's a bit too early to decorate for Halloween. So I wanted to start at Michael's because I had some craft ideas that I needed just the, some paper. So even f- I knew I could spend a couple dollars on construction paper for mm-hmm. one. I was kind of looking at Pinterest for inspo and one picture had crow silhouettes that they had cut out and put on their wall. And I thought that looked really cool and very DIY, very inexpensive. You just have to get some black construction paper and cut out some crow silhouettes. Mm-hmm. So I, the first thing I, they had like, $2 and change at, at Michael's for um, a big stack of black construction paper. I'm sure you could go probably somewhere else and get them a little cheaper. Maybe Walmart probably has a bit cheaper construction paper, but that felt affordable to me. So I was like, okay, so I'll yeah. do that. I did want to set like kind of Jillian had mentioned like the sprays and stuff at like places like Joanne's and Michael's. And so I wanted to see what they had in terms of what could I get from there to create the illusion of like a garland or like a pile of leaves in my house. And they they do have these beautiful like garland bands of fall leaves. Like I think Ashland is the company that makes them. And it was just my luck that they you know they always have sales sales in quotes. You know I think I think they just jack up the price and then tell you it's on sale <laughs> so that you feel like you're getting a deal. You could get two of those for so they retailed for fourteen dollars each, which is insane. Yeah, that's, that's insane. ridiculous. I would not pay fourteen dollars for one of them, but it was fifty percent off. Yeah. So it was seven fifty per thing. I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, I, I could do a it. lot. You could, I, could, I could cut these up. I could use them in different spaces. And I got one yellow one and one kind of red and gold one. So I also at Michael's got orange fairy lights that actually are this beautiful amber color. That was seven bucks. Oh, so, nice. you know, honestly, the Michael's trip, that one I felt like I, I did okay. I spent 20 bucks. I got the paper I needed. I got all the leaves I could possibly work with. And I got some fairy lights. Pretty happy with all that. And so in terms of how that turned out, on my mantle above my, I wish I could say, listener, that I have a fireplace. No, I have a radiator. That's hideous. <laughs> you make it and you'll see beautiful. it in the photos. Uh, no, there's nothing I can do. You'll see in the photos. It's, it's just is what it is. Okay. I have the, honestly, just the garland of, of the gold leaves just laying on top of my mantle. And, with, and then I, I wove the fairy lights inside of that like twisted around. So it kind of turned into almost a Christmassy kind of garland with lights in it, but it's fall. And then I put a few of those electric candles behind it or inside of it. As luck would have it, we had some like pine cones laying around from, from last Christmas still. (laughs) (laughs) So there's some pine cones in there and I like a stack of them behind it in a vase behind that on the mirror and and stuff. I had printed out, I, I Googled crow silhouettes and printed that out on printer paper. And then I, use that template to cut around the edges with the construction paper behind it so that I would cut out these like crows. Two are flying and one is is standing. I'm really happy with the way the mantle turned out. You know, even just looking at the mantle and and what went into that, that whole thing costs like less than $20 and I have a full display of of the leaves and the lights and the crows. And and I really like the way that turned out. Yeah, I thought it was beautiful. And then to now know your inspiration behind it, 
and how it had that fiery look that you were going for. Mm-hmm. I can totally see, and you really did it, achieve it. And it looks very full. Yeah. I, yeah. I think going on fall on a budget and trying to work with or little as possible and being very selective of what you choose, it can, things can feel a little bare because you're not working with a ton of right. stuff. Right. Yeah. And that was my concern that like it would just be little speckles of things. So I found myself kind of taking what I had and clustering it so that it created, at least in that part of my apartment, the look was complete for that, for that, either the coffee table, the mantle and the side table. So actually I I should have probably said that earlier. So in terms of the areas I decorated in my living room, I focused on the mantle, the coffee table and a side table to kind of just like focus my efforts on where I decorated again with the other garland. I don't know if this ended up being lazy, but I feel like it, it it kind of produced the look I wanted, which is I just took the yellow garland and I twisted it around and kind of just a big nest, like a pile, like it looks like a pile of leaves on the table. And then I put those electric candles in there and it almost looks like an, an autumnal advent wreath. Yeah, it looks beautiful. I, I, I like the way it turned out. It, 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 I think that in particular looks the most like ethereal and I, I, I was happy with that. And it has movement too. But before I go into the coffee table part of it, which is a whole other part of my journey, I'm going to kick it back over to Jillian. Jillian, can you talk us through a little more of how you decorated? Yeah, so I knew that I wanted to have that that uh, that jar with the gold and brown glittery balls and put the white pumpkin sticks and the the wheat spray and, and have that be the centerpiece. And it turned out really nice because when the light catches it, it glitters. I agree. I think one of my favorite things that you you made is that jar display with the spray and the and the glitter balls inside. It's it's very cute. It's a cute little table centerpiece. Yeah, and so to give more context, I had my dining room table, which is not a dining room table. It's basically with this white IKEA table in the middle of my living room <laughs> <laughs> that's falling apart. And so that's where I focused my energies on, and it honestly turned out to be more of a tablescape than I would say a fall you know, decorating my living room. What I, I did there after doing my Dollar Tree vase display, I decided to just, you know, add some more, add some more jazz, get a table runner. And so that was the last final piece of my table was the table runner that was hard to find because they are so expensive. And I wanted something that was made green, brown, or gold to go with my, my spray mm-hmm. theme jar. And uh, I ended up not being able to find that. So I got a CVS table runner, which shout out to CVS. I was impressed. I thought they were going to jack up the price. It was $7.99 for Mm. that table runner. And it's actually really nice and cute. It's a cute table runner. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, fall leaves. Very basic, but did the trick. And then I also went to Joanne Fabrics and I thought I was going to spend a lot of money there, but they were doing their door buster sale, which I guess is they people are busting down the doors they want to get in so bad is that their door busting I, I, I guess so i guess we're yeah we're we're banging we're down invading. the doors of joanne's yeah so i went in there and i found these really cute acorn fairy lights they're little tiny acorns nice little brown amber glow and i thought that was going to break the banks so it was 1999 i was like okay i Whoa. can't buy this but it was 60 percent off oh <laughs> there you go and this is where i went left I don't know what I was thinking. I had a win at the Dollar Tree because I went to Joanne's right after. I got this cookie jello mold of fall 
the fall leaves and acorns. And I thought, okay, so on my tablescape or table scene that I got going on, I'll get some cute little fall paper plates and then I'll make these, I'll dye the dough and I'll make these really cute leaf and acorn shaped cookies to go for the harvest and have it on display. But am I going to be making cookies every day to keep this display going? <laughs> and, they, and I texted Matt, I said they look like turds and they truly did look like turds. I am so mad that I got the 365 almond flour. What was I thinking? It was like sand. It fell apart. I know people have to eat almond flour for a reason, but don't use it to make cookies. <laughs> yeah, the, the cookies, Jillian's not far off. I mean, I, <laughs> being honest, they, they don't look very appetizing. Like crow pellets from your display. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They, they look like they honestly look like when my cat would throw up her dry food. <laughs> that same kind of um, friskies, orange and brown color. <laughs> I spent an hour plus making these. I, I thought I thought for a second I was like, did Jillian's cats like have a hairball on the table? Well, Snickers liked it. She was looking at it this morning. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. So that's where I don't think I. I just wasn't thinking a straight line. Like, how can I make this holistic? I guess, well, I was thinking holistically, how can I make a scene at a cute table? But I wasn't thinking, okay, to keep up the scene, I would have to bake these turd cookies every day. <laughs> and, you know, it just, what, what and, and it doesn't look good in photographs, too. It's just some paper plate. Was, <laughs> I just wasn't thinking. So, but you, but you know, Jillian tried it, so you don't have to. Yeah. If you were, if you were considering making cat vomit cookies and putting them on a paper plate for your display, now you know not to try it. Yeah, and don't get organic, <laughs> healthy almond flour; they're just gonna crumble. And and then I didn't even. Oh, can I bake silicone trays in the oven? And I didn't. Even, I, I guess you can, but yeah, I think they're oven safe. Yeah, it was a whole. It was a whole thing, and so. But the acorns on the table runner look cute. I thought. I love the fairy lights and your the little spray centerpiece and the napkin holder with no napkins in it. Oh, yeah, I forgot it has that. that. It has that cute all things cozy cat with the orange blanket on. Mm-hmm. So I, I liked you tied it into the show, which I, I loved. Yeah, I don't know if you want me to bring it all home because basically there's nothing else outside of that except I blew all my cash on the CVS tea lights. There. Yeah, okay, so you put in tea lights. How much do the tea lights cost? Fourteen ninety nine, <laughs> and that's the thing too. Here's the thing too, Matt. Where I think so, where so, I have so CVS problems. like delivered a very affordable runner. Yes, very but impressed. They, they robbed you on the tea lights. Yes, and a quick note about CVS. I was very impressed with their fall selection too with decorations, and I want to point out that I think that because everyone's trying to cash in on the fall cash cow, that. Uh, items are less expensive than they normally would be because they have to compete with everyone else. I don't know if you noticed that. More oh, sales. Just, yeah, maybe. Yeah. It, that's, all, it, all, it all seemed expensive to me. I couldn't believe how not far my dollar went. Yeah. Well, to that end, there's my tea lights. So I just picked it up. I didn't even look at the price because I was like, oh, <laughs> what are these tea lights going to cost? $5 or something? So that's a mistake too. Look at the price of your, what you're buying. Well, on the topic of breaking the bank and failing, half my budget was on the garland, the, the the paper for the crows, and the fairy lights. I was like, okay, I've, I have, I still have half my budget. Went to Marshalls. What can't you get at Marshalls for yeah, twenty bucks? That, I mean, like, I I, I was sure that there. I could make, the, I could, you know, get a whole bunch of stuff there. Well, the table runners, even at Marshalls, I, I I was so convinced and fixated that like I needed 
a table runner for my coffee table to tie it all together. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I got so fixated on that. And the one I chose was 20 bucks. And basically, I like walked out and like, that was it. Oh, $20 that table runner. Yeah. And that, that was the end of, end of the thing. It, here's what I learned, too. Make fun of me. Call me crazy. I didn't realize until I was shopping that TJ Maxx and Marshalls is the same thing. What? It's hard to interrupt. Are you saying that they're the same, owned by the same? Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't realize that until I, like, in LA, they're both, like, next to each other in the, at, like, the, the Beverly connection. Oh, God. <laughs> I went into both, and I realized that they have the exact same stuff. It's the exact same, like, labels and everything, same prices. They're just, they just are kind of decorated differently, but it's the same place. It's so weird. I feel, I don't know, the Maxinistas, they call them. Yeah, apparently. So I, I'm reading right now. Marshalls was acquired duped. by TJ Maxx in 1995. With TJ Maxx, they form Marmax. What? I the never largest heard of off pr- price retailer of apparel and home fashions in the U.S. I think I'm more of a Maxinista than I am a <laughs> Marshall. <laughs> I think I'm more Marshalls. I don't know why. I just sort of feel like Marshalls, they, they, they drop the mask. They don't even try to like, they're not, you're it's not, you don't walk into a Marshalls and you're like, well, the, you know. Because I walked into the, the, the TJ Maxx and I was like, the lighting is not harsh. It feels more inviting as a space that's like warmer colors. It sounds like I'm contradicting myself. I guess I kind of am. I think I think TJ Maxx has much more of a a, a better vibe to it. Mm-hmm. But I felt like it was a lie. Like they were trying to make these not fancy things seem fancy. And Marshall's is much more like, come Here's and look at our junk. Get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I feel that. You'll, you'll find some junk you like here and usually I do they get, got great candles and and stuff like that so you know what i could have like spent like half the price on the runner and been fine i don't know why i was like so fixed on this pumpkin so to describe it it's like embroidered uh pumpkins uh in yellow and gold and kind of a beige background with a gold with an orange trim on the runner and i think it's very cute I don't think it's worth twenty dollars. Yeah, not worth twenty bucks. No, cute. I mean, I guess it's embroidered with gold, apparently. So the coffee table display, I have that pumpkin runner, and then in the middle of it, I have always had this like, I got this at at World Market a long time ago, a lantern, and then I have like an electric candle inside of it, and I was like, that's a really cute kind of like, ooh, I'm going through you know, oh, a forest during fall with my little lantern out. Mm -hmm. What if I, you know, I'm setting it in some leaves, like again kind of romantic and witchy. In uh, in the middle of my coffee table, I have that lantern with the candle in it in kind of a little wreath of... I, I, I snipped off a chunk of the uh, yellow garland, leaf garland that I got from Michael's, and I just put it in a circle around the... So it kind of is... It looks like a little like centerpiece. With like a, It's like nested in it. And I think that looks pretty cute. So that that's it. So I have, that, I have the coffee table with the lantern in the leaves... With the with the too expensive runner, <laughs> I have my mantle with the lit up garland with the amber lights and some electric candles and and uh, pine cones and crows flying above it. And then I have the side table with a big pile of the yellow leaves uh, with some candles in it, like an, an advent wreath, but for fall. And that was what I did with my was supposed to be forty, but turned into forty eight dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, I commend you because you got you got really close, and I, I think you're in a desperate spot. You really wanted that table runner, and you made a snap decision. Yeah, can't go back in time. I wish I had gotten like you know like some of the ones that they had there were like half the price and would have been fine. I don't know. I got fixated on this pumpkin one. Well, it was a nice contrast. I think 
the first setup on the mantle, super magical, a lot of drama and movement. And I, I do love how it looks like a, a beautiful autumn fire exploding into mm-hmm. crows. It's really cool. You got super creative with the cutouts. And then the, the other tables, I think the more cozier, more, you know, low key vibe. And like you said, going through the forge with your lantern, very mellow. It's still really beautiful. Thank you, Julian. That's sweet of you to say. Julian, is there any last thing you want to add about your display before we wrap up? Yes. So since I focused over-focused on my tablescape table situation, I didn't really get to decorate out, outside of that, really. So I was left over with two little straw pumpkins from Target that cost $6 for two. And I put it <laughs> one, on my, one on one side table, the other pumpkin on the other side table, most green was orange. And then I filled up some glass jars with these, uh, I guess they play apples, they're decorative apples that I had from last year for our apple episode. And mm-hmm. I put them, I put the electric tea lights at the bottom of the jars so it would light up the, the apples and give a glow from the apple jars. But still, it looked very bare. It looked like I was in a fall prison of some, some kind. <laughs> That's not true. I, th- I think that kind of worked. I, I, I liked the jar displays you had going on. I thought those were very cozy. The other element you'd shared with me with the... <laughs> Jillian tried to add that one streamer oh, God. to her window. Did you not want to mention that? Oh, yeah. So I got this green ribbon from the Dollar Tree. I was like, oh, that will really go well with my gold, green, theme, orange, whatever it was. And I was like, okay, I'll like do some beautiful thing at the top of my window on the blinds and I just I didn't have it in me I don't can't do ribbon work so I just stretched one ribbon from one end to the other with tape on it uh it's a it it does look like a quite a sad ribbon it's just kind of draped so on the top of these blinds if you do have the energy maybe sometime this weekend you could consider maybe twisting that ribbon so it has like a nice like texture to it and then kind of seeing if it could drape somewhere and you it might look cute somewhere yeah, way. I asked Jay for help, and she said, "Well, I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> what you tell me when I ask you to help with my writing. Um, trust your instincts." <laughs> that was my instinct. Wow, <laughs> destroyed. <laughs> and my instincts is a sad ribbon that's hung up by tape. But anyway, <laughs> wrapping up to like you said, lessons learned. All right, so lessons learned from this experience. Um, well, I think in both of our displays. There's almost something dishonest about even this premise because half the stuff in our displays we had already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, I think the real MVPs are the electric candles because they make so much possible. And we've talked about yeah. this in our gift guide episode, but you know, if you can afford it, get you a set of battery operated <laughs> candles because they go, they, they, I use them for everything. Mm-hmm. I use them for my Halloween and fall displays, I use them for my Christmas displays. They are just the decorating backbone of my living room. And they're so versatile and can go in a lot of the luminaries that I have without me having to worry about, you know, lighting a candle all the time. Or what a worry, by the way. <laughs> really stressed out about lighting candles, apparently, nowadays. Yeah, I know. And then, yeah, and especially just to, and they're uh, remote operated. So it's extra convenient to just like click a button mm-hmm. and like, they'll go on at once. And it's, it's really the Very technology elegant. these days. So I think like even, you know, it's like honestly, like the resources I had already going into it. It's like, yeah, I spent 40 bucks or 48 bucks on the stuff I added, but like, I would say the MVPs in both our displays are the candles Doing that we so had much already. Work, like you said. And like the lantern that I had already. 
Another lesson that I feel like I learned from this is don't live in Los Angeles and <laughs> do a fall display. Because truly, if I was doing fall on a budget, you know, in a more temperate part of the country, I would really go for natural um, yes, the nature. beauty. I would want to go outside and probably get some pine cones. And, you know, if I felt like the leaves were dry and, and not didn't have bugs on them, I might microwave it or whatever to like kill anything that was on it. Is it is it safe to microwave a leaf? I, I was going to say no. I, I I'm just an animal. I would just bring it right in. Don't care what. I know we micro. I, I know I would microwave pine cones when I was a kid to like kill anything that was inside oh, of it. Really? Use that as a display. Yeah. Oh, I've but, I've ever. Huh. I, I, let, me, let me actually before I set like advise anyone to set a fire. Like, all right, let me look this up. You you can preserve fall, fall leaves. Like I just looked this up right now. You can like on a low setting. Or sorry, on, on a, very briefly, like 15 or 30 seconds, you can put leaves into a microwave, dry them out a little bit if they have any moisture in mm-hmm. them, just to ensure that you're, you're not like having, you know, bringing in stuff or having soggy leaves. But um, be careful when doing that. And we're not advising anyone to do that. Yeah. I, <laughs> do it at your own risk. It's um, a hot tip, you, but it, a cautionary tip. Yeah. So uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I still feel kind of wary about that, but... Um, I was thinking, like, if if I were living, like, you know, back in Illinois, I would probably want to, you know, grab leaves from the outside and um, other natural fall elements, even maybe like I don't know, corn. I don't know. We have a lot of corn in Illinois <laughs> to bring in bring in the harvest into the home. And I think I think like for me, we we did what we could with the craft stores, like like at, in Los Angeles. But I think if I did live in a more temperate place, I would approach this differently and and kind of go with a more free, natural decorating angle. I agree. And I, I think that would have made this whole exercise more cozy and more exciting because when you're foraging for decorations and yeah. like you said, you're in the natural elements of fall, it's a whole different experience than, you know, schlepping around in the in the heat to the Dollar Tree or Joanne's Fabrics or whatever right. have you. I think my big mistake was yeah I, I not plotting out my room well and over focusing on one part of the room so by the time I got to the other half it was barren and then also not looking mm. at the prices on some things and then also just getting too excited <laughs> by the idea of a of a, a cookie mold that looked really cute I should have right. paused and said this is very attractive to you in the moment <laughs> but will it be attractive later on? What can you do with it? Yeah, I just have a better game plan. I think it's true for any shopping, you know, adventure. If you're going to the grocery store, don't go hungry. Like they said, you know, they plan it out, have a right. what you're going to buy and all that good stuff. So it was ultimately really fun. I wish I stayed in my budget. I was super depressed that I didn't. Um, when I looked at the receipt and, and I, at CVS, my foil. But ultimately, I spent $51 and 14 cents. Yeah, we, we, we failed this challenge for sure. But th- there are some things that came out of it that I'm proud of and I like. I, I would recommend if you can get them on sale, you know, quote unquote sale at like Michael's or Joanne's or whoever has these like that, um, the, the, the floral um, garland of autumn leaves. I go for I went for the non-sparkly ones. I don't like glitter in my house. I feel like it gets messy. So I thought those garlands were very versatile. They're linked. So you can actually cut them apart and like use them in different displays. You can even pluck off the individual leaves and put them around and you can put them back on. So like they're really adaptable and can be used for a lot of different decorating um elements in your house. So I, I do I did like those a lot. 
and I, and I really am pleased with how the crows turned out. And I think of the decorations for budget, I was like, $2 paper crows look kind of classy for very cheap. They do. It looks like it's out of an anthropology ad or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Really, really. So cute. I liked that. But yeah, as, as I said, I think looking back on it, I wish I'd gone a little more natural, or at least I could, I wish I could have gone a little more natural. Maybe even, maybe instead of spending 20 bucks on a runner, went and got some mums or something, got some, you know, just plants in that, that felt autumnal. Yeah. And I, I mean, my big takeaway was don't sleep on the dollar store. Yeah. You, you got a lot of, your best stuff came from there. So yeah, we really did. And it's also just cozy to build upon the decorations you have. Cause looking in my box of decorations, it's like you said, mostly all Halloween stuff. I don't have a lot of fall things. So from our last exercise with the last episode, um, with fall, fall trends, I can combine those two on those decorations and mm-hmm. each year keep on building until I have a really nice cornucopia of <laughs> items. And I can really do it up and not just decorate my Ikea table. I can go above and beyond. Absolutely. Well, okay. our bounty is full when it comes to our fall decorations. Uh, let's wind down from our shopping spree with some soothing sounds. I'm going to start off with my soothing sound because I'm not even sure if it's soothing and I feel like we should end with yours since it's probably better. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this month I've just been bringing the pop hits that are questionably cozy and I'm doing it again. I'm sorry. I I just, I'm, I'm almost bringing this up as a question more than as a recommendation. And my, and the, and the question is, is this cozy? I don't know. Don't apologize for experimentation. And it's also like a stale song because it's been out for two months. It's called I Like You, a happier song. Also, already the, the title is cozy. Yeah, it's cute. The artists are Post Malone and Doja Cat. Maybe less cozy, but maybe, maybe for, for some of you, very cozy. Let's take a listen, and then we'll talk about this song by Post Malone featuring Doja Cat, I Like You, a happier song. Girl, I like you. It's explicit. There, I think there are lyrics that are very cringe and materialistic. I don't, there's, there's a lot of content of it that I'm like, eh. But I do find the sound and the overall sentiment cozy. Uh, the, the part where he's singing, I like you. And I think this, I like that. I like the kind of like low key mm-hmm. vibey sound that Post Malone often does. So again, this song came out a couple months ago. It's far from fresh. This is not this is not a fresh soothing sound. But I'm intrigued by Post Malone as a character, and thought I'd throw this into the mix. So I, again, even even though I think the content of the song is deeply stupid, <laughs> I I thought I'd put it to our listeners. Is this cozy? Well, hey, like Post said, you know, I'd like to wake up in Japan. I think that's cozy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like a lovely date. Um, yeah, it's a nice, bright, and cheery song, and the music video is. Also really colorful and just fun to watch. Uh, he's painting. Yeah, he's painting. Like they're they're, they're in a field. You know, they're running around in little hamster balls and in a, like a field in California. Yeah. yeah, and I couldn't help but you know try and bop around. I I was, I was um, thought it was a fun a fun song. Drive around in the car. Or I was gonna say I'm not gonna say it. Um, I always say clean. 
I it's a song I would not cling to. I'd find some other activity. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't even. I I always say I want to to every song. This would be a good song to cling to, but I need to find some other um, verb. <laughs> or find some other activity, Jesus. Uh, I'm always cleaning. Always, always cleaning. <laughs> All right. Well, let's listen to this song, J- Jillian. What's your pick, and is it one that you would clean to? Well, I can't think of anything more polar opposite. I but I, I have to say though, <laughs> I really want to dive into the pop too. I think it's nice that you're experimenting and trying new things. And I I I thought to myself, like, Jill, you have to get out of these sad women. <laughs> artists you have to i feel like the backbone of our soothing sounds are sad women <laughs> so <laughs> i don't know I'm, I'm i'm here for them and i'm here yeah. for the music they make no matter what i try it's some it's either dream is it dream core no was it i always dream do. pop dream pop it's either yeah. dream core it's either dream pop or sad women so here we go <laughs> i chose <laughs> Beth Orden's Friday Night from her upcoming album, or I guess it'll be out by the time this is released, Weather Alive comes out on September 23rd. And I find Beth's voice to be very comforting and enveloping. Um, Beth says Friday Night is someone reflecting on and trying to decide what to give up or what to surrender to. And I find that sentiment really cozy because I find a lot of safety and peace in the in-between of a moment. And, you know, that kind of suspension in the air before you hit the ground or land your feet. And especially these past years, I feel like I'm really hiding in that um, that moment of, I say like perils, being paralyzed, but it's very safe and comforting just in your own space and not dipping a toe into anything and just, you know, being quiet in that moment of before something happens or doesn't happen. So let's take a listen to Beth Orden's Friday Night. So I was trying not to laugh just because well, thinking about the music video that we just shared, it's so bright and it's so colorful. And then here we have a black and white Beth singing to the camera. Yeah. But I mean, I really love this music video and the song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very intimate music video where Beth is sitting in a windowsill and she's just looking directly in the camera. It's black and white. She's singing to you. And it's such an intimate experience, actually. I really loved the stillness and starkness of the video and really adore her voice. I think her voice has so much um, depth and, and character to it. And it's, I love listening to it. I'm, I'm going to listen to the song. I'm gonna die. I, I really don't know a lot about Beth Orton, but I want to I listen to more because this is a great song. Yeah, it's very comforting. I came across it during like a stressful moment and something, it just brought me down. Yeah, it's very calming. I, I I love this pick. This is great. Oh, thank you. I also, you know, it's not often a song starts off with a Proust reference. <laughs> it's true. You know you're in for a wild ride when the first line is dreaming of Proust. Yes. All right. So we have our 
soothing sounds. We have we have one soothing sound and one questionable sound. And we're going to no. go into our candle review. I have the candle this week. And I got it when I was splurging on a table runner at Marshall's. I also picked up a very reasonable 30, 32, 35 ounce candle for $7.99. Not bad. By Sand and Fog called Pumpkin and Eucalyptus. And I got it because of... The combination, that combination is very strange. So strange. When I saw it, I was like, what could this smell and like? And I had to smell it, you know. The candle selection at Marshall's is truly the Wild West. Like, you are in uncharted territory. You do not know what you're going to get mm-hmm. and what kind of condition it's going to come in. And all the lids are mixed up. Uh, <laughs> it's like there's, uh, some of the candles are exactly the same, but they're just in different bottle styles. And you're sitting there trying to figure out, like, which one is the best Carnage. Deal. This was a this was a large carnage is the right word. This is so this is a pretty large candle for a pretty affordable price, fitting with our budget theme. I had to know like what a blend of pumpkin and eucalyptus smelled like. Uh, so sniffing it now. You know, when I first started it, all I was getting was the pumpkin. Mm. Makes sense. And it, and it's a very serviceable pumpkin candle. It's you're it, you're not you're not gonna jump for joy smelling it you're not going to be disappointed smelling it. It's, it's that middle of the road pumpkin. Mm-hmm. So it's delivering pumpkin. And I'm really trying to figure out if I smell any eucalyptus. Eucalyptus is a, is a tricky scent because it's very light. light. And I love the smell of eucalyptus. I can maybe get a hint of it, but I, I don't know if it's just me trying to project that onto the, the, like an undernote of the pumpkin. Do you think it's possible it was a mistake? <laughs> It's so, so random. Was um, the world in science ready for pumpkin and eucalyptus? I, I, I kind of feel like, oh, yeah, yeah, they accidentally blended, like, their eucalyptus candle. Yeah, and just slapped a sticker on, sent it off to Marshalls. I, I just don't know if I'm getting enough eucalyptus to say that this is, like, this is a combo that really feels like it's working. But I do feel like there is, like, a fresh undercurrent to the pumpkin that is making me scratch my head and wonder if that's, a, that's the appearance of the eucalyptus. I cannot recommend this candle a full wick because I don't think the eucalyptus is a full-throated presence. It's, a, it's not an equal partner in this collaboration. Um, yeah. The pumpkin's doing the lion's share of the work here. And, and I don't know if, if, it, if the eucalyptus scent can survive a pumpkin scent. Maybe it's at the bottom of the candle. Yeah. But, you know, for the size, for the price, and for the decent pumpkin smell, I'm going to give it half a wick. Yeah, it's like you said, I mean, if you want a basic pumpkin candle for cheap, it does the trick, but it's a disappointing that it didn't deliver on that eucalyptus scent. Yeah, I, I, wish the, they, I wish they put a little more of the eucalyptus, you know, oil in or whatever, but I do think it maybe was a doomed mix from the start. I don't, I think that the pumpkin scent is so, especially the kind of candly scented candle version of pumpkin, it, it's, that's a very strong scent and I, and I don't know that eucalyptus could survive it. My backstory for this is someone on the creative team really was championing this candle and they said, no, you can't do it. It's too wild. And then they snuck it in somehow. <laughs> the company is interesting. So Sand and Fog is, their line is supposed to be like inspired on the California coast. And so like, I guess, I guess, do pumpkins grow in California? I mean, most we of them found, are, We saw are, them at the... Um, Julian. I guess you're right. I guess you, they are. They, yeah, you're right. They do grow in Julian. I stand corrected. But eucalyptus is definitely here. It's a, it's a woman-owned business, and I do like the their approach to their their product. But you know, mm. you, you gotta you gotta um, sw- swing for the the fences sometimes, and it doesn't always 
get out there, but they definitely tried it with pumpkin and eucalyptus. Yes, good, good for trying. All right, so that wraps up our episode. Again, thank you to everyone who has signed up to support our Patreon. We are so excited by all of our new patrons and uh, many of our existing patrons who have upped their contribution to join our book club or to get the mug. And um, we're really excited to get those things to you. Again, look look forward to our book club episode. If you are a, a votive or pillar patron, that will be appearing um, in about a week or so towards the end of the month. We want to give our listeners time who are reading a, along with us time to finish the book so that when they listen to the episode, they know what we're talking about and can participate in the conversation. Or, you know, you could also look at it as, hey, I'm going to listen to Matt and Jillian talking about this book to see if it might be worth it for me to read it. So there's different ways to approach our book club episode. I do want to see if we can maybe figure out one day to how to do some live ones so people can yeah, join us and cool. talk to us live while, while, while we're talking about the book and we can really have a book club experience. So that's something that we're thinking about how we can mm-hmm. make that possible. Um, we'll keep you posted if, if we can manage it right now. I just want to make sure we manage how to post an exclusive episode on Patreon. That's our first baby step. <laughs> yeah. Slowly but surely we're yeah. expanding. You're, we're getting to where other podcasts have been for years, uh, but we're getting there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'd also like to continue the thanks drain to those who sent us lots of well wishes when we kicked off the new season from the comments in the Facebook group to on our Facebook page or Instagram page. We've definitely seen the love and keeps us going, especially in that Facebook group. Love to see the vacation photos from the summer or just cool things you're doing to gear up for fall. It's always a joy to joy to see. And that community is just so special to us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And join it. We're on Facebook and Instagram at All Things Cozy Podcast. Well, Jillian, that, that wraps up our fall September episode, but we're going straight into spooky season. October is right around the corner. September 30th, Hocus Pocus 2 drops on Disney+. Plus. A lot of exciting and cozy stuff on the horizon. We can't wait for it. Until next time, stay Stay cozy. cozy.